Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast and Twitch channel. My name is Michael, and we're here today for the last faculty meeting. At, no, not ever. You thought you were going to yeah. get out of this. No, this is the last faculty meeting of 2022. Joining me as always is Tom. Tom, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. So it is holiday season time for many of us, not everyone. And if you are someone that celebrates a holiday of any sort, I hope you're having a wonderful time and I hope it continues to be wonderful throughout the rest of this year and into early next year. Um, so Tom, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Anything you're hoping to do or change before we head into the new year? You know what? Honestly, no. It's funny. Me and my wife actually joke about New Year's resolutions. It's like... I don't. I don't know. We, we just. We just don't do them. We just are. All, we're always improving. We're always. We're on that grind set. You know, always hustling, trying to be the best that we can be. Well, that's great. I I, I did see that we have someone, Eric, uh, who's chatting for the first time ever. Thank you, Eric. It makes me wonder. Did we change the Twitch thing that said we were playing Warcraft? Probably oh, not. I did. I did. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. Because I had I, that happen the other day. I, we were doing a detention and it still said Warcraft. So I had people that's showing hilarious. Up that. I'm all about doing that cross-pollination of audiences. So, no, we're just, you know, just, I will talk about gaming stuff. But yeah, normal stuff, nothing really. What about yourself? Anything crazy going on at the end of the year? No, I, um, I jokingly say that I made a New Year's resolution many years ago that I've never broken and that was to never make additional new year's yeah. resolutions uh i'm just not into that i'm i'm really much an everyday improvement kind of guy like if i see a need I, I try to work on it i fail most of the time but i don't go into grand gestures like today will be the day that i never x again or i will always y. that's just not who i am so i just don't do that yeah i may do something i've thought about doing something more um trying to be more how do i say it less online it's hard to say you know with doing like the podcast and everything i thought about like i want to curb back social media different things like that not do as much i mean i'm hoping elon just nukes it for us anyway <laughs> so i don't even have to make the decision myself but i don't know yeah something like that i want to read more books i read a lot already but i want to read more nonfiction, that kind of stuff so nice All right. boring middle-aged man kind of things yeah uh, so Connect with nature in my being, you know. For a while, I got really into puzzles. Okay. And I still kind of am, but I got one that's really hard. Okay. And it's got to the part where it's hard that it's not fun. Like, I don't mind, I don't want them to be easy. I don't do 25 piece puzzles. I do like, you know, a thousand generally. And I want them to be a bit of a challenge. So I feel a, fence, a sense of accomplishment when they're done. But this one is just like stupid hard. And I. I really, I've been working on it for like a year, but like eight months of that, I wasn't touching it. Like I put it up and I just didn't break it out. So yesterday I broke it out again. I'm like, you know what? I bought, I bought myself some puzzles for Christmas. I always buy myself Christmas gifts. I bought a couple Marvel themed uh, puzzles for this Christmas. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to get this one. I'm off for break. I'm going to get it done. And then I'll move on to one of these others. That'll be more fun. I spent like maybe, maybe two hours on it yesterday. And then I decided to break it out again today and that stupid cat, that new cat of mine, jumped up on the table, and the entire puzzle slid off into the floor. Hundred percent done. Like there was, there weren't even two pieces that were together by the time I picked it all up. And I, I was almost in tears. I was just so frustrated by that because it was such a hard puzzle, anyways. But then I'm like, well, maybe this is just a sign. I just move on, and I couldn't do that. Uh, so I started that puzzle over. I've got the border completed and I've got maybe 10% of the puzzle put together other than that. So we'll see if I uh, keep my sanity or manage to accomplish, the, get it completed before the end of the new year. I'm not, I'm not, not thinking that's a good chance. You we'll to, have you heard of the magic puzzles? I've posted about them on our Discord before. You need the, them. They were, they're made by the same people who did Cards Against Humanity. So it's those okay. people. Okay. They are just very, they're not like, they're just made by them. They don't like, they're not like crude or anything, but they're um, just like the most intricate puzzles ever with weird pieces. There's no, uh, the board, there's like borders in the middle. It's very confusing puzzle to put together, but it's super fun. They're called magic okay. puzzles. Highly recommend right. those. Uh, once I get through the, so the one I'm doing now is a Batman puzzle. Okay. 
But it's a really hard Batman puzzle. But I got a Wolverine and I got a big Spider-Man 1500 when I bought myself for Christmas. Those are next. But I got to get through this GD Batman one first. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so we're here today for the official final faculty meeting of 2022. Um, As usual, uh, when we gather for these faculty meetings, the goal is that at some point in the conversation that Tom and I are about to have, that there will be some nugget of wisdom you, dear listener, can pull out and apply at your tables, or in this case, maybe today, your life. But we understand that the opinions we share and the advice we give may not work at every table every time, but there is one piece of advice that we feel is generally universal. And what is that one piece of advice, Tom? If you're having fun, you're doing it right. That is correct, sir. So no matter which games you're playing, the systems or additions, what rules you use, don't use, or misuse, as long as you and everyone at your table is having a good time, you're doing it right. Um, looking at the outline, I say I skipped a thing. I want to take a quick rewind and say our patron of the week this week is Scott Brown, a.k.a. Classic Scott. Or Scott okay. Classic. Uh, so this will be, uh, you know, Scott from the olden days of Rot Iron and some of the other games that we ran. And word on the street, a little birdie has told me he may be coming back for a new AP that might be starting sometime soon. Oh, okay. We are early in the process. We're trying to work out some things, but there there is... On the horizon, I can see a day where myself, Caleb, Matt, and Scott are once again playing a regular streaming game, and that makes me very happy. Cool. Sounds cool. All right. So with that out of the way, we have a couple notes here about RPG news. I'm not sure. Do we even want to cover that today? Do we uh, mean- no. Let's, let's stick to RPG Academy stuff. Let's stick to us, Michael. Let's talk okay. about me and you. Happy together. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. So it was a big year. So um, again, I lose track of time. Yeah. But when did you officially become an RPG Academy faculty member? It's been like four, three, four years now. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but there's also like you becoming an official co-host of this podcast and then you kind of take an ownership of show and tell. I feel like that was fairly, I mean, I think last year, but within the last, last two years. Last year was the year I started like saying like, Show and tell is mine. Like right. that's kind of where I did that. So, All right. so let's start there. Show yeah. and tell. How do you? How would you grade yourself? Um, your efforts, your accomplishments for show and tells last year. And is there anything you want to do different leading yeah. into next year? This year we did twenty-two show and tell episodes. I did twenty of them. So that's pretty good. That's at least one a month. All right. So almost two a month. Almost to a month. Almost yeah. to I'm a not month. Good at math, but yeah, we're pretty close. Month. We're pretty close. Took a break when I had a kid, um, so just for a brief moment. Um, and so show and tells were great this year. I kind of changed a little bit why why I do show and tells. All right, I wanted to be more intentional with my my questions and who we brought on the show. So for that reason, I've really stopped doing anything associated with D and D. Okay, and it's not that, like, there's great things about D&D, but I was like, there's so much stuff about D&D. We've said what we can say about it, because what I wanted Show and Tell to do was be very much more about, hey, why did you design this thing? Or how do you feel about tabletop RPGs as an art form? And that's kind of where I really wanted to kind of shift Show and Tell and to really get into more of people's design philosophies. And... I was pretty intentional about that, and I thought we've had some really, really good uh, interviews this year. I mean, probably one of my favorite ones I did was with um, Dwayne, Dwayne, who did the um, uh, Noctis Labyrinth, which was a more recent episode. It was just such a good episode. Argentinian game designer really kind of got into, like, why he did certain things in the game. It's super cool to hear about his culture. So I'm trying to just find, I'm really like for next year, what I really want to do is I want to talk to more people from Latin America and South America. So that's really what I want to do. I think there's a big, there's a, I, I would almost say like a design renaissance coming out of there. Uh, with some really cool designers doing some really cool stuff. And I want to talk to more of them. So that's kind of like next year's goal is to really talk to more Latin American designers. But you know what? Chantel's doing good. You know, we did our, we did a, there was a few, I don't want to like say which ones. There was a few that were just kind of like, meh, you know, I, I, my heart wasn't in it kind of thing. But it's also stuff that it was, 
but I mean, there was, I think we did a, a couple with Craig Campbell. He's always awesome having on the show. Craig's always cool. He, we match energies pretty closely, very spastic. So he's always cool. Um, so yeah, no, there's a lot of good ones. All right. And you know, again, in case anyone isn't aware, we, we kind of have an open submission policy, I guess, for show and tells. Like if you just email us and say, Hey, I got this project, this thing, would you be interested in covering it? We don't cover all of them. We, we get more requests than we can fulfill just based on timing and then in some cases interest. Uh, but we we have stepped back. We are no longer charging specifically for show and tells like we used to. There are still some instances where we might just because we are still trying to keep the show afloat. But for the most part, you don't have to spend any money to get your project on our show, either here on show and tell or like detention or uh, our review shows, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so if you have something that you would like some coverage of, please consider reaching out, particularly if you think you've got a project that you think Tom would be interested in for some reason, uh, not D&D related, unless it's just super cool. Yeah, it's got to um, be something super unique. Yeah. So where should, where do people send Because usually they come to me and I'll yeah. forward them on to you. But where would where would you want people just to like email you directly? If somebody wants, it's Academy at gmail.com. That's the best way you shoot it to me. That way Michael doesn't have to, you know, forward them to me. Also, if you're going to get shuffled to the top of the pile, if you're doing something that isn't necessarily a new book, I just realized that like the interviews I did this year where it wasn't just talking about a new game, but like something game adjacent was just like, it's so much fun because you get to talk about things you don't usually get to talk about. Like I just mm-hmm. did one, the one recently with Austin Ramsey doing Kalazcon. It was just such a cool interview because it's like, it's we got to talk about things outside of just making a game. Right. So which is cool. I like talking about those things, but it's like a it's like a breath of fresh air. Very, so. very cool. Okay. Uh, so let's let's roll right into uh faculty meetings. So there was a there was a kind of a fallow period where we weren't doing them very regularly. That was part of the again having lost the co-host, and then you were involved in other things, and then just my attentions had gotten other places and it was really kind of you who were like, you know, why don't we take a look back at some of these older episodes? And it, it sort of reignited the passion of doing them. It's been really fun to revisit these old episodes. Um, just recently you had talked about Nico and how you really loved the energy he brought to the table. And I'd reached out to Nico a couple times trying to get him to come back to the show sporadically or whatever. And it never really worked out, but I did it again. And he has said he's interested. Like it's still, we have, we are nowhere near scheduling that, but he's at least saying, yeah, he would mind come in talking about, you know, something related to a previous episode or just, you know, cause you never had a chance to meet with him. So I'm just excited to say that we've gotten back at least in a more regular schedule with faculty meetings. Um, I, I don't know how many we hit this year. You have in your notes 14. That doesn't seem right to me either because it's either too many or too few. Yeah, so I- it seems too few because I was, I, yeah, it's, I think it's too few. I basically did a WordPress search of them and I don't think everything came up just because of when me and you post them, we don't always put them in the right categories, that kind that of thing. That could things. be it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know because at this point, it's, we're trying to aim for every other week. I don't yeah. think we have the schedule with all the other shows that we do to yeah. do them weekly. But if we could get to around 20 to 25, a year. I think that's a good number because again, we're going to have holidays. We're going to have breaks. We got faculty meetings. A catacon takes a big hit. But uh, but I myself am actually very super excited to get back to doing faculty meetings regularly. And you know, and we we are a multi any nominated podcast, as I like to tell anyone who will listen. And we've submitted multiple shows. We've submitted our APs. We've submitted uh, show and tells. We've submitted this, that, and the other. The two shows that got us nominated were both faculty meetings. So those are in some ways kind of the bread and butter of what people at least used to come to us for. I think, I feel like we've gotten a little way away from giving advice just because I feel like I'm repeating myself all the time. I'm, I'm saying the same thing over. Session zero is really important. Player agency is very important. Um, yes, and there's always a chandelier. I just, I don't know what more I have to offer in that regard. So it's kind of, it, it made it hard for me to want to do faculty meetings because I just feel like I wasn't offering anything new. But then this lens of looking back at the old episodes and seeing where and how my opinions have changed. And in some cases they have drastically, that's, again, it's reignited my passion for doing these. So once again, thank you for doing that. Yeah. I'm excited to get to, we, I haven't got to the Caleb G episodes yet. Uh, Still in the very early episodes and I'm not going to lie. Those early episodes are kind of hard to get through sometimes. Um, That's kind of, we were never more popular. 
Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's why it's... And I think a lot of it is you guys are talking to D, you're talking D and D the entire time. Uh, it's a different style. It's very much more. I don't call it shock jock, but kind of it's borderline that just kind of two buds hanging out. You know, no real structure. Um, that's so. But like the Nico episodes are great because I feel like he plays well with you and then also the episodes with jared were are also really good episodes so i I, i'm yeah i'm excited for like when caleb joins because i think that that's gonna be like then i'm gonna be like oh man i want to can't wait to listen to the next one kind of thing so it's cool hopefully that will continue um, yes. I also want to mention um, TTRPG crowdfunding review yes. show we started last year, and that is actually one of my favorite things that we do. I've absolutely loved that. Um, I have two hosts that kind of have came on for that show specifically, um, Ellen and Larry, and I just think we have a great vibe. I think we bring a different perspective to crowdfunding and I think we're highlighting some really cool stuff. Now, there's some obvious ones that get thrown in there every time just because, but we're also finding some hidden gems. And I'm very happy to report that we have started getting pretty regular emails from people that we highlight that, you know, we, we tag them. So sometimes we come up in searches and sometimes people do, sub, you know, uh, support them. And then we'll say, hey, I heard about you because of this show. So I've had multiple emails from designers just saying, thank you. I really appreciate you, you know, highlighting our project and that's part of the reason why we do it like like yes it's just fun but again the rpg academy thing we really try not to like harp on stuff so if there's things that we don't like we don't talk about those we talk about the things that we're excited about things that we have backed or end up backing because someone else brought them things that we love and i think that translates and people are enjoying that and i actually and again this is not why i do it i had one designer send me some money just because i was talking about how my wallet keeps get taking a hit from all these projects I'm submitting. They're like, Hey, here's some money, throw it at somebody's project. And I did. And it was great. So I was, it's made me really happy that, that people care enough about what we do. Um, that they're again, the emails mean a lot to me. Just sometimes I'm feeling down. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I've been doing this. God, it's like 11 years going on 12 years. Do I really want to keep doing this? And then it just seems like every time I get to that point where I'm really low, I get a little email from someone's like, Hey, I really enjoy what you do. Thanks for what you do. And much like a catacon where sometimes I felt like, am I going to do this again? And then people tell me they love it reinvigorates me. Those emails really do reinvigorate me. So if you have not yet sent an email, but you've thought about it, you're like, ah, they don't need my emails. Maybe we do. Maybe the email that you're going to send today is the reason we keep doing this in six more years. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, It's one that I don't, I listen to that one. So, and it's, you guys have a good energy. So it's so, I think for me, like I will, I, I have a, don't have a whole lot of time. All right. So there's a lot of podcasts to listen to. And I try to obviously keep up to, I know what you're doing and everything. So, but I started listening to this one. I was like, oh, this is actually like, I actually like to listen to this just as like a tabletop RPG fan, not like as just the Academy, because I think you guys, you guys got a good vibe. So, I think so too. I think yeah. uh, again. I think Larry's been a great addition, but I really think um, Ellen's kind of what cemented like our just the vibe that I'm going okay. for. So uh, again, I think both of them are terrific. I'm so glad both of them are now part of the fold. They're both now a faculty, and um, you know, Larry comes to Catacom most of the time. Ellen was supposed to this year, but then something happened, kind of last minute, and couldn't. But I'm just excited that that both of them are willing to to go on this little journey with us and to be a part of what we do. So very excited uh, for that show to continue. We're on hiatus until I think January 15th will be our next new show. And we are now streaming those as well. Um, so it's again, more content for the content machine. All right. What else? We got review shows. We really kind of picked those up this year. Yeah. did a few reviews this year. We don't do a whole lot of those because it's one of those things where we, we got to wait for somebody to send us stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We did 10 of those this year. Uh, Caleb G stepped in for some of those. Uh, Big Al stepped in to help do some stuff to uh, one or two of those. Uh, we did a bunch of D and D reviews this year because they released a lot of books. They, and they were, send them to us. They send them to us. Uh, there we uh, probably one of my favorite reviews we did was we did that review of the the solo RPG, mm-hmm. uh, Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage. Super cool mecha game. I'm really into mechs right now. 
So, yeah, so we did. If you want us to review something, shoot us a PDF, you know, or let us know. Uh, Again, we'll, we don't promise we'll review it, but we will try. We Bob has actually stepped up. Uh, okay. The tree is going to be doing one for us. Uh, Caleb's finishing up one now. I have one that I'm working on that it won't be out till next year. It's on the Everyday Heroes RPG. So we're continuing, again, we're continuing to also expand out of the D&D-centric market that still dominates, but uh, we're excited to just do things that are lesser or different, not not lesser, different. Yeah, I actually enjoy, I actually enjoy doing the D&D reviews because I enjoy, you know, just digging into a Watsy book and talking about what's not great. And then, but then... Like with the Dragonlance review that we just did, sometimes they have a gem, and I'll I'll tell them, you know, I got I'll I'll say, yeah. When I uh, when I send in because you know again just behind the scenes like we get free stuff from some people to do reviews, and generally the the exchange is we will do the review if we like it because we still hold that caveat if we absolutely hated something we wouldn't do it even if it was Watsy. Um, you notice we didn't do a Spelljammer review. Um, yeah, I got their stuff, uh, but. I, we always, you know, we, we promote it. We send it out. We hashtag it. We're like, hey, here's a review. It just helps feed their machine. But I always email whoever it is and say, hey, here's our coverage of the product. Once again, thank you for letting us, you know, re- review your stuff. And I even put in the email to them. I'm like, hey, here's our review of the Dragonland stuff. It was actually really positive. Even Tom, who doesn't normally like everything that Watsi <laughs> does, gave this a very high re- high review. So you. I got so I got I got a, I, spe- I personalized that email to them, letting them know yes. that you yeah cool actually like the product, which is unusual for you. Nice. Yeah, so our reviews, then we did some more streaming stuff. A uh, big highlight for me was Ghost of Saltmarsh concluded this mm. year. That was, we ran that campaign for two years on Twitch. Uh, it was super fun. It's always fun to end a campaign. And uh, we went level one to 20 on it. So uh, it's always a highlight. You know, get to put a bow on something. So it was good. And then we started okay. another one. So Eric and chat mentioned that they actually came to a catacomb this year. It was their first gaming convention. So, wow. That's it's awesome. Happy to be your first. Yeah. I'm it a was also a gentle convention organizer. It was also a catacomb was also my first. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, no, uh, streaming stuff. You stream some video games and things like that. Yeah. I, you know, hits and misses on a few things. I have, a, I have like two people that, that join me a lot of the time. Um, some key is one of them, the pun guy, uh, he comes to a catacomb as well. It follows me on Twitter. Um, and then just a few, like some of the regulars you would think Grant jumps in Fox played quite a lot. Remy when they can, I'm sure I'm missing some people. My apologies for that, but it, it's still fun. The Warcraft thing is actually doing very well. Okay. Uh, compared to a lot of it. But now that we're on Christmas break and my kids are home, my schedule's off. So I haven't been doing it, but I think I'm on, Mission 10 or 11, I think there's like 12 or 13. So I'm almost done with streaming at least the human campaign. I haven't decided if I want to circle back and do the orc campaign because even though they're different, they're also very similar. Like there's a lot of overlap between the two. And I don't currently have a way I could stream Warcraft 2. So I'm just not sure what I want to do next. Um, but I'm still enjoying it. I, again, I was streaming Shadow Spawns, the, the 13th Age game. It was a ton of fun, but unfortunately it died. That's that just seems to be what happens to my campaigns more than anything. But there is, we are working on a new campaign, Savage Worlds, hopefully starting early next year uh, with possibly Matt, Scott, and Caleb as players, if we can line that up. That's that's the current plan, but I'm going to be flexible because th- that's just hard to do yeah. uh, with everybody's schedules. But if we can make it work, we're going to. If not, then we will move on and do more of like a fill-in NPC uh, guest starring type of thing. The way that campaign is set up, it, it works very well to have one-off guest stars. Maybe their characters pop in and out. Maybe their character died. They come in and again as a different character. So that's that's currently the current plan, but we shall see. Cool. All right. So we got a few questions that were sent in by some people, and just when we told them we were going to do this, so we're going to hit these um, as much or little as we want. So I will start with the first one. Tom, I'll ask you, 2022, what was your favorite RPG or TTRPG experience as a GM? Okay. So I put on here Ending Ghost of Saltmarsh. It was, but I already mentioned that, but it was, it was cool to, it was, yeah. So this is, it was great because we started running it with the book. All right. Mm -hmm. But then we realized, we're like, hey, this only goes to like level eight. And you guys said you wanted to go to level 20. 
So we had to basically homebrew that whole thing. <laughs> and it was cool to be able to do a 1-20 to 20 game all homebrew, which I've never mm-hmm. done before. So and to just to get it, tie it into the end, and like to have it all wrap up real nice, it was very, it was very satisfying. So as it kind of like, because I was starting to get burnt out a little bit on it. And then, but then when we got to that last session and it was, I was just like, man, that was, that was fun. Like, I'm going to miss this. And I'll still even like, we'll randomly, um, like, just think about that campaign. It was like, it was, it's just, it was, it's always cool to finish a campaign. And so I finished one this year. And so, yeah, that would probably be the highlight for me as a GM. We'll circle back because I know for a while we were also releasing those as a podcast. Yes. And that you got behind. Are you circling back to that? Because I know people have been asking. People have been asking. It's it's still up in the air. It's very tough to, I will say this, because the plan is we're going to start releasing the Everwar soon, which is our new one. And so it's just trying to find the energy to go back. We have all the episodes. We've got them all. They're all recorded. They're sitting on my hard drive. Or in my, my spare hard drive. I don't keep my stuff like that kind of stuff. But it's like we were doing like really tight edits of those. Like we were cutting so much out. Rules, talk, different things, flowing stuff together, putting music in. It was really high production value. We released a bunch. And it was just, it was one of those things where it just got like, I was starting not to enjoy it. Yeah, and it was becomes just, a job really Yeah, quickly. And, and a job was just that like, you don't get paid to do. Yeah, and it was just like, so I kind of said, all right, I'm just going to run this game and I'm going to have fun with it. And I did it for myself and I'm glad I did it that way. No regrets. Hashtag no regrets. I'm going to like the Everwork because I'm not running it. Jake's running it. There's a high likelihood that that'll actually get completed in the podcast form. So fingers crossed. All right. Fair enough. What about yourself? So uh, anyone who knows me and listened to this probably will not be too too shocked by what I'm about to say. But I had a lot of big things happening this year, obviously, Action 12 Cinema. Uh, I've been continuing to do play tests with that. We started a new show again, The Sample Adventures, which started off great, but again, it has kind of uh, waned. But we're getting some more stuff started with that soon. So I ran quite a few games, not as much as a weekly game like you were doing, hit or miss. I got to run games for my kids. But I think if I'm going to pare it all down, my favorite experience this year was the game that I got to run at the cabin for Brandon, Bill, and Joe, my three you know, best friends I had as a kid. They're people I started playing D&D with when we were 12. I've told those stories over and over again. I didn't expect them to want to play, so I did not come prepared. And then they brought it up to me like, hey, why don't we play D&D? So, we, you know, again, ran to Walmart, bought a starter set. So it was all very hodgepodge and improvised. But we ran a game. This, the Dragon Spine Adventure, the one I've run many, many times in that kind of scenario. And at the end, they were like, why don't we keep playing? Uh, to the point that I'm now running a campaign with them, though Bill has yet to show back up. And scheduling, again, has been kind of a nightmare. But no one's given up on it yet. We're constantly trying to find the days that we can play. And just getting to play that game with those three dudes again um, was amazing. I don't, I can't put it into words how it made me feel and to know that it went so well that they want to keep playing. Like that was always my fear is that we would play and they'd be like, Oh yeah, I don't miss this at all. And instead it was the, Oh man, I, I kind of missed this. We should do more of this. And again, I don't know whether that's because I did a good job or just because it was the four of us together again in that situation, but it absolutely was like, it just filled my heart with joy. Yeah. Getting those, like, it's cool. We do a lot of stuff with like podcasts, you know, get to Talked to a lot of cool people, a catacon, but there's just something to be said about just playing with your friends who have no idea what else you do. Yep. Like that's why my other my other group that I play with on the off Wednesdays of our stream, they they come to a catacon and stuff. But it's just like it's like you play that, you play your game, and it's like it's outside of any of the podcast stuff. It's just like I'm just playing a game, and you're having fun with it. So yeah, those are really cool moments. Absolutely. All right. So flip of the switch here, other side of the coin, any particular, any particular favorite moments from a game you played in this year? Okay. I also threw this out to, to the chat. So if you also let us know if you have any favorite moments, but uh, yeah. So favorite game. All right. The Beam Saber. Okay. So this, I had so much fun 
we we did a we did uh we streamed this. You released it on the podcast. I think it's a sample adventure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was so much fun. The I Austin ran it for us, the designer of the game. It was Mo and Jake and me. We this was a great group. We I had so much fun with this game, and I was not a huge fan of Forge in the Dark. All right, but I played this, and I was like, okay, this is what I wanted from this system. Obviously, I'm a big mech anime fan, so I had that going for me, but there was this moment at the end of the session where I was in this final fight with this guy, and it was this it was this thing and then at the end of the game he got away and i like put my like fist up to the to the like space and said like my character was like i will find you and i will destroy you and then i said to austin i was like austin cuz in anime there's this trope of like protagonists always have like antagonists like they're rivals they're rival like that's you know goku and vegeta like that's like the famous thing but they're in all anime they have their rival and so i was like austin this is my anime rival and then austin was like well guess what i actually have rules for that and he's got rules for an for your rival in that game so uh, it was just so good like if you like and like I've always wanted to play an anime game, but I've never found rules that emulate it really well. And Beam Saber did it. So it was great. It was a great moment. I nice. had so much fun. And you, you can go back and listen to that. I think it's on YouTube and the podcast. If yeah. I would like to check that Such out. Such a good game. So I kind of struggle with this one a little bit because I don't play that much. As much as I do, it's almost always running. I'm running playtest for Action Club Cinema. I, you know, I run the stream games. I run D&D games. So it was... I don't have a lot of time to play. Uh, so I went to Gen Con. I was trying to remember my Gen Con experiences from this year because I'm sure I had a ton of fun there, but I also ran mostly the games there. Um, I went to a couple other cons this year. Uh, we went to uh, the faculty retreats, but we don't really do a lot of role-playing there. It's almost always board games. And I think we did, I think I ran Action 12 Cinema at, this year, but the first one, but not the second one. Um, and, and not as like, a, I don't want this to come like a consolation prize, but the, the thing that just when I think about that, the thing that sticks out to me most is the games I got to play in that my kids ran. Were these great games? No, no, they were not. But were they an amazing experience because I got to play D&D and or Pathfinder with my kids and they ran the game for me and we got the wife to play as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cherish those moments for as long as I live. And, it, you know, again, when I give, when I give DM advice, it's always, is your first game going to be your best game? No, but you can't get to your best game until you get through those first games. And I got through the first games of both John and Jacob running games for me. And someday they're going to run their best games. And I, I hope that even if I'm not part of that game, because John's now running games for his friends, I hope that I'm around for those games. I hope I hope he will come to me and talk about, hey, this just happened. This was so cool. And, you know, he's asking me for advice about the games he's running for his, for his friends. He's running a version of Dragon Spine. And so he's just, like, asking me questions and stuff. And, again, heart melting moments to share that because it, it honestly it doesn't matter what it what it is but we both now share that like if we both were into hunting or fishing or nascar or whatever i'm getting to share something with my kids that we both love and i love that we get to share it together and so for us it's role-playing games absolutely melting my heart nice yeah i feel like we think about like parents they there's a they usually share like those really physical things like sports and hunting and you know cars that kind of stuff but i don't necessarily see as many like parents who play games bringing their kids into it until i feel like it's becoming more like a thing you do which is cool so i hope more people do that i plan on bringing my kids in too so that's cool absolutely all right so new games so you know obviously dnd is not your favorite though you are enjoying playing everwar saga quite a lot but we get uh, we get around a lot of games from the podcast, from the Kickstarter stuff that we do, or, you know, I, I pay attention to through my show. So do you have a particular game, not necessarily new to the world, but new to you this yeah. year? Yeah, for sure. And it's thousand year old vampire. Uh, I, this year is the year I got into solo games mm -hmm. and man, I only ran, I only played thousand year old vampire one time, but it was just cool. Like, it was a more, it was a real, 
it was just cool exploring a character in a way that I wanted to explore them. You got to got to get really dark with it, and it was it's really hard to describe. I don't I wouldn't call it like a where I was like emotional and I'm like crying or angry about this character or something. But it was kind of like that kind of vibe, like where I'm just like I'm really invested with it. I'm like feeling it and. Man, that was such a. I ran. I played. Basically, I created this vampire who was a kind of a Roman soldier, and got mixed up with some vampires when they were over in Brittany. You know, with some Celtic vampires and stuff. And it was it. And then it kind of it turned into like this whole like industrial revolution story. You know, and it was yeah. If you haven't if. If you want to try solo games, and they're not for everyone, I will say this. Like, they, you have got to, like, they're, yeah, they're not for everyone. And that's okay. Um, people, Some people just aren't into sitting down and journaling for an hour. Right. Um, it's, it's a unique style of play, and I'm glad they exist because I had a lot of fun with it. So, it's cool. So, this is another one I struggle with because I don't. I don't play a lot of new games. Like, board games, yes, but role-playing games, no. Um you know, with the sample adventures, the ones that we've done, I think I've mostly ran, or at least I was already familiar with Fantasy Age. We played D and D, Alien. I don't think I played in that one, though. I've no. already played Alien before. But what Call about running? It, even if you ran a new game, so again, this is going to sound very self-serving, but honestly, for me, it's probably uh, Action Twelve Cinema. Okay. Again, I know it's a game I'm working on, so I know it probably doesn't count. But I got to run and play that game. It's it's kind of a new game because it's not actually out yet. But it you know hopefully will come out next year. Uh, but I, it's a ridiculously fun game. It's it's a silly game. There's not a lot of game to it. It's very you know I, I, I like to compare it to the game The Mind. I don't know if you've ever played that with us. Yeah, I have. Right. The The Mind is a stupidly fun game, but it's also just a deck of cards one to a hundred. And and whoever created it should somewhat be ashamed of themselves for creating that game. That's exactly how I feel about Action 12 Cinema. There's so little game there, but it, it allows you to have so much fun that it's like, I don't, I can't quite understand it, explain it either, but it's a ton of fun. And I'm super excited about other people getting to play it. So that's probably, I don't know if it quite fits the category, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So what about some regrets? Hashtag regrets. Yeah. Uh, what's okay. the dumbest thing you spent money on this year right. related to gaming? Okay, so here's the thing. I don't I don't regret this decision that I made at all. Like I don't regret this. That's why no regrets. I'm happy with my decision to buy or back the Batman RPG. Okay. It's a D20 system. It's yep. not your favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's not. It's, and I got this kind of, it's not 5e, all right? It's some French system, all right? Um, but it's it might as well be 5e, all right? It shares a lot of similarities with it. And it's a licensed game, and it's D20, which I harp on those games so much. But then the Batman game, I was like, I love Batman. I'm going to spend a lot of money on this game. And I did. And... I was, it was probably the most expensive RPG that, like, the most I've spent on an RPG ever, because I got everything, and I'm, I don't know if I'll ever run it, because I don't know if my gate, my table is that into Batman, but the, everything looks super cool, they've got the, it's a lot of original art, too, which is awesome, and... Yeah, no, it was, I got a lot of flack from people when I bought, when I decided to back this game. I had to do it though. I mean, I think Batman screams for a solo RPG. Like that's, that's its wheelhouse, but that's just not a mass market proposition, but that's what someone should do. Okay. Um, Yeah, that was mine. What about yourself? So I also spend a stupid amount of money. For me, it's a little bit different because it's always justified as, well, it's a catacon. So if I buy a game... It goes into the Catacon library. If I do anything related, it's it's for that. And I was looking, and I think the dumbest decision I've ever made when it comes to Kickstarter and gaming would be the second Marvel United one. That's oh, the yeah, one. yeah. Um, but technically, I believe that was 2020. I don't think I actually, I think that was 2020 when I did that one. I spent a stupid amount of money on it, knowing 
that some of that money was for a catacomb specifically to give it away. So I, I got a lot of Kickstarter exclusives just to give away uh, for a catacomb. But this is a game, the first Marvel United, I went all in on. And I almost never play it. I was like, oh, I'll paint the minis. I almost never paint any of the minis. And then I went even all more all in the second time around. But I think technically it was 2021, so I don't think it gets to count. So I was looking back, and I, I did spend some money, obviously, on a bunch of Kickstarters this year. So most of them I went pretty low. The Marvel zombie side one I spent a lot of money on. But I don't regret that because I'm actually really excited about yeah. that game. I'm looking forward to getting it. And I may end up – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one with the caveat – that it may end up being an amazing decision. But right now, I'm starting to think it might have been a stupid decision. So whether it was this, I think, I don't think it was on Kickstarter. I think it was on uh, Indiegogo or one of the others, Land of Eam. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it basically, it looks very cool. So I went all in. I spent like $130 on the all-in box set for this RPG. Knowing who I am, it will probably never even get played. Yeah. It will probably go on my shelf, and I will look at it, and it will never make it to the table. Now, maybe it will because it, the the sales pitch is like basically Muppets playing role playing games, and I'm like, oh, I love the Muppets, I love role playing games, uh, but it's also like hex crawly, like there's like hex maps and grids, and so I don't know if I'm ever actually going to play it or not. But it's on the way; I'll get it someday. So right now, I'm going to say that with a caveat that if I actually get to play it, and it's a lot of fun. It may not be stupid anymore. Okay, yeah, no, I almost got that one. But I decided not to. Well, uh, you can borrow mine if you actually want to play it. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that was it. All right. So this is one you had on the list here. New nerd thing that you got super into. Yeah. And like, everything I do, it's like I, I'm a compulsive personality disorder. Like everything I do, I get super into. And right now it's still podcasting and role-playing games. I don't have time for anything new. I do have, I do paint minis occasionally, very rarely, because I don't do it nearly mu- enough. I have a thousand minis I need to paint. I don't. Um, so for me, I'm just going to say, uh, no. What do you got? Painting minis. Okay. Okay. I got obsessed with this. I, back in probably June, uh, and I have not stopped. I paint a lot now. It's almost, it's kind of this thing where I get to disconnect I'm not in front of a screen. Um, if I start reading at night, I fall asleep, um, which is unless I'm reading comics on my iPad. But I was like, this is something that I can sit up and do. And I feel creative doing it. I realize I'm not, I'm getting pretty good at it. And it's something that um, where I paint my minis here in my office my wife will come in and work a puzzle at the table so like we're in this room together we're kind of right. hanging out um but yeah no for people who can't I'll, I'll see if i can like here's like i've started painting it's really hard to see you know yeah. it's how minis are but I'll, i've been doing all like mostly power rangers and stuff but they're honestly not half bad i've started getting into shading and doing like uh what do they call it? Where the guns look all muzzle burned and all this other kind of stuff. And it's cool. I even I've already painted some today. So this morning, and I will probably paint some after this. So I just, if you ever want to paint on camera, more content for the content. Yeah, no, I've actually thought about that, but you need like a really good, like you really need to figure out that camera setup because mm-hmm. I've thought about that because I'm like, I'm already painting. I might as well just do it. But yeah, I don't know what that I'm. That's a whole other level of camera work and everything. But oh, yeah, I love minis. Eric says they have so many unpainted minis. So yeah, I don't, so, so many. I don't see. That's the thing too. I don't have that many unpainted minis because the only minis game I have is the power Rangers uh, miniatures game because I always made fun of people who bought minis games. Um, like one of my best buddies, he's obsessed with him. He's always buying minis games. He's so many minis games. Like, dude, you're just buying those because they got cool minis. Now I'm at the point where like I want to buy a minis game, even though it's be- because it's got cool minis. So I, I just want to paint them. Yeah. So, so I've got Marvel United, Marvel United X Men, and now Marvel's on Marvel Zombie Side. Plus, I got the DC, that DC uh, Gotham City Chronicles yeah, game. Yeah. And then I got sh- the Batman animated series game. I easily have 2,000 minis that will never get painted. You should, next time we're together, you're in Cincinnati, just bring your Gotham City Chronicles game 
Just bring it up to me. And I'm not kidding. I'll start painting it up for you because I want to paint those minis. I painted a few and they look, uh, the Bane looks amazing. I did the old classic like 60s Batman Robin. I, I did those three and they looked amazing. But then it just became undaunting because there's so many of yes. them. Uh, Michael. It just came over. It was like a psychological barrier of, of getting completed. If, if you don't want to paint those, bring them to me. I'll paint them and I will give them back to you because my thing is I just want to paint the minis. I don't want to okay. keep them. I will absolutely give you minis to paint. Even if you do a terrible job, it's still paint. So I'm happy with it. So yes. I'll never complain. Okay. All right. So we could probably go on for hours. I know I certainly could. I'm sure Tom would want me to shop it eventually. But uh, we want to kind of bring things a little bit to a close here. So is there any big important life lessons that 2022 has taught you more in regards to like role-playing games and what we do here, the silly stuff, but anything that you're going to carry forward into next year to make 2023 an even better year, anything you want to share with me or with our audience? Yeah. Okay. So I wrote this, that it's okay to be a hater. And I, I kind of, I say this tongue in cheek because I'm kind of like the, I, I'm, I can be a little more critical, uh, a little bit more, you know, uh, just, just, this is how I am. And, but I realized that, it's okay up to a point to be critical this year. There's this, people talk about like the toxic positivity within kind of nerd space and everything's good and always be promoting each other. And it just kind of becomes draining. Like this idea of like, oh, every, you gotta like everything or you always need to be pumping up this friend of yours to like, and I was like, no, I'm just gonna enjoy what I enjoy. And if I see something that should be critiqued, I'm going to critique it. And the other thing that I learned is I'm not going to like punch down on like somebody they they make a, you know, something and they, you know, do $5,000 on Kickstarter. I'm not going to like be critical. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like some bigger names. Like I've even started being critical of Free League, like when of them just kind of selling out with the Walking Dead stuff. Just, I've just like, even the stuff I like, I want to like say like be very like mm, yeah no that's kind of problematic and just be willing to say that and not get swept up. There's this whole idea also with just being on social media so much within the game space of always trying to promote yourself or really curate your feed so that you get as many followers as you can. I was like, no, I'm just gonna say what I want to say and. I don't I just don't care about that follower count or anything and I'm just going to interact with who I want to interact with and just like it it became more of like it stopped being like a hustle kind of thing mm-hmm. and I started enjoying the tabletop RPG space more and but so that's what I I'm talking about when I say it's okay to be a hater it's like we're people you don't have to like everything everything that watsy makes doesn't you don't have to think it's great like it's okay to not worry about big brother hasbro like not liking you mm-hmm. kind of thing so that's for me all right so mine's somewhat i guess similar to that is trying to find the the balance because like my life kind of revolves around RPGs at this point. Like the, the number one thing I do other than like sleep and breathe is related to gaming. I podcast about it. I write about it. I'm designing a game. I stream about it. I mean, it's just, I run a convention and I really enjoy it. I absolutely love doing it, but it is a job that pays me nothing, you know? And again, mm. I, and again, to be clear, we are still probably better than most as far as like we get people who send us free stuff and I get to go to Gen Con for free. Like there's absolute benefits to doing it. But if you, if you account the time that I spend doing this and you paid me just minimum wage, it's so much that I don't get paid and like, I, and I don't do other things because of it, but because I enjoy it, like it's, I'm just trying to find a balance between how much time I actually put into this versus what I'm getting out of it. Um, you know, I do the farm to fable podcast now, which I'm really enjoying, but it's also a lot of time and almost nothing out of it other than people tell me every now and then, Hey, I like your show. Like that's mostly what I get out of it. So, and I have an actual job now, like I didn't for a couple of years, but I'm actually working. I have responsibilities there. And so I'm just trying to find a way so I don't get burnt out. I get, 
because I do, again, my personality, I get obsessed, uh, I get really hyper-focused and I get stuff done, but then it lays fallow for a while and then I start to feel guilty and like, oh, I haven't done that. I got to circle back to it. So just trying to find a way for me to navigate all my current responsibilities as well as being a father and a husband and, you know, and, and not burning out so that I stop enjoying what I'm doing because I still mm. love RPGs. I still love getting to play them with friends and family and I love talking about them. But I, I think I was, I think I was taking on too much at some points. Some of it was a catacomb, some of it's action film cinema. So maybe once that Kickstarter is over, it might, start, it might balance out a little bit more, but I just feel like I, I need to make sure that I don't burn myself out to the point that I, I quit versus just maybe it's okay if we only get three episodes this month rather than four or something type of a thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Don't you got to find your limit. I think that kind of goes back to like the, like with the ghost of salt marsh stuff, I'd love to get that on in the podcast. Like I were, I really would, but like, just like once it becomes a job or like something you don't enjoy doing, it then starts to suck the life out of what I actually do enjoy doing. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do another interview with somebody, which is what I usually like to do. So, but yeah, no, I get it. Very cool. All right. And then looking forward, 2023, is there any big thing that you're looking forward to? Or just again, because you're spicy take Tom, Yeah, is okay. there something you hope dies in the fires of Hades? Yeah, okay. So something I hope goes away and something I'm looking forward to. The thing I hope goes away is, ugh, it's not, but the thing that I dream is luxury products within tabletop RPGs. It's just between Wormwood and Dispel Dice and all these other by Diamond Dice. Or like the one that really got me the other day was somebody was trying to sell dice made out of actual retired medical skeletons. And I'm like, that just is so wrong. It just is. And just, it's, so I hope that because then people flex on them. Other people with like, yeah, look at this thing that I spent $500 on. It's just, it's it can get toxic. So, I don't know. I hope, I just hate the idea of luxury products in general. Just anything that is used to just say, look at what I have, annoys me. Fair enough. Um, so, I, I put one on here, but I think I'm going to change it a little bit. Um and it's not going to go away, but the sort of fetishizing of influencers, like yeah. again, th- like the Satine Phoenix thing, like mm-hmm. that should never have become the issue because they never should have gotten the power that they had. And I'm not trying to talk on about them specifically, but just in general, like, yes, if somebody's funny and fun and they, they share great content, great, but nobody needs a hundred thousand followers and their own cruise and you pay $500 to have an hour. No one in this space deserves that. In my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. It, seem, it seems weird to me. Yeah. I think, I think I'm proud of the tabletop RPG people because I feel like they're starting to wise up to the cult of personality. Um, I think the Satine Phoenix was kind of the kick in the pants that people needed to be like, Oh, we may have unhealthy parasocial relationships with people on Twitter. And so, uh, yeah, no, hopefully that goes away. hundred percent. I would hope so. Gosh, because it's just, it's, I just hate seeing it too. I hate all the, I mean, I know that, and again, not about that one specifically, but they actually hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure not that they're not the only ones. It's just the ones and that's currently in the news cycle. So just, you know, protect yourself. Yes. Um, and then I'm also I'm kind of tired of people shitting on D&D because it's King of the Hill. I get it. It's not the greatest game ever made, but it's still the biggest in the playground. And yeah. just, I feel like people are, again, they're trying to make that their thing that I'm going to be the one that craps on it. Okay, I'm sorry no one wants to play your game about seducing a fish, but it's never going to, like, it, put it on an itch. You might get 10 bucks out of it by 1,000 people. Great. Good for you. But your game's not better than D&D just because it's not D&D, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Whenever your like, pers- whole personality becomes one thing, it's just annoying. Yeah. People whose personality is D&D are annoying. People who hate D&D as their personality is annoying. You have to hate a lot of things like in order to like balance it all <laughs> Well-rounded. Hate yeah. many things. Hate but many we like things. to talk about things we love. Yes. So enough of that. Okay. Let's talk about one thing at least that we're really looking forward in 2023. Okay. I am really looking forward to Zypher. 
All right. Ooh, okay. This is a RPG by Federico Sons. They've been working on it for years. And Federico can put has put out some good games. All right. So this is one that's kind of like their this is their the this is their the good this is the one that they've been like everything's been leading towards this. Mm-hmm. It's a basically a game about exploring anarchy within this weird whimsical world it's dark but also like i said whimsical as well uh there's a tactical tactile element too with destroying character sheets and throwing stuff on character sheets and it's going to be really cool and unique i don't think we've seen anything like this so i am i am oh really look we already we did a show and tell like early this year about it because I had to talk to him about it and I'm sure I'll re will re-release it when it starts to come out. But yeah, no Zephyr or Zypher or however you say it. I'm really looking forward to it. Very, very cool. Uh, I'm totally self-serving. Um, a catacomb 2023 and action 12 cinema. Those are the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to in, in regards to this space. Um, again, action 12 cinema, I don't expect it to be a $100,000 Kickstarter. Honestly, if I can get to $10,000, I will be doing backflips. I just want to pay what it costs to make it. Like, I want there to be a game with my name on it somewhere in a, in a library. I want there to be a book that has my name on it. That has been a dream of mine since I was probably 10 years old. Even before I played d and I've wanted to be a writer, and I've wanted to have stories. And so the idea that there's a book with my name on it is really important to me. Uh, so yeah, getting that out into the world in some form, one way or the other, do I want it to be a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't expect it to be, I'm not planning on it to be, I just wanted to make sure that it at least pays for itself minimum. And then if I can even pay back what I owe myself from what I've already done, that would be great too. And not, I'm not talking about hours. I'm talking about like, I have the money I put into it to have someone already help me with editing and layout and stuff. Um, now I don't, I will never get paid back the time I put into it. I don't worry about that. But that being out there is a big deal. And then Catacomb 2022 was such a big year for us being successful, growing, making a profit that I'm just, I'm so ready to get into 2023 and, you know, maybe start earlier with a few things so that we're not crunching so hard at the end. Like maybe some things are already taken care of and we can just not be so worried. And by we, I mean me, uh, about things for those last two months. So those are the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to. Nice. Those are two really cool, big things. So. Absolutely. All right. So any final thoughts, anything you want to say, anything you want to circle back to? Um, otherwise, just kind of roll into um, your social media plugs and where people can find you. No, I think we've covered it all. 2022, it was a good year. Uh, so, all right. So uh, you can follow me at Bezcar Tom on Twitter. That's Mandalorian Metal Tom. Once again, another encouragement. I'm going to get there before Michael. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord, you can, should let us know. You can DM us on Twitter. Shoot us an email at therpgacademy at gmail.com or tom.therpgacademy at gmail.com. We'll give you that invite link because that's where we want to interact with our community. Yep. My favorite corner of the internet. Uh, my final thoughts are have fun. Games are supposed to be fun. So, yeah. you know, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Just play more games, play games with your friends, try to introduce, make new friends. Um, and just, again, I want to say thank you. If, it, if you're the one person listening to this, or if there's a million people that eventually listen to this and like right before the heat death of the universe, I really appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, we try to be entertaining. We try to be educational. We try to be inspiring. Those are the three pillars that we aim for on anything that we do here at the Academy. And if that connects with you in any way, means the world to us. So thank you. Thank you for being here with us in whatever capacity. And we hope you'll come back uh, in the next, in the future. Again, this will probably be it for us until early in January. We got some new stuff coming out, but uh, thank you very much for being here. Really appreciate it. And Tom, thank you, buddy. Cause without you, a lot of this would not be happening. And I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Michael. So remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Thanks. We'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. 
You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.